Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Desire to Dream. I'm your host, Lo Wilder. I hope you guys are really enjoying this podcast. Please like and share with your friends, family, and coworkers. If you like what you're seeing, if you have any questions, please reach out to me to my email that is in, in the description box. Uh, today, man, I have a special guest, uh, brother of mine, man, got connected with him a few months ago um, at a conference and just seeing him doing phenomenal things, just doing excellent stuff in the East Coast, man, but he's gonna, he's, he's national. We're going to take it international. Uh, my brother, Nicholas DeJanay, man, what's happening, Nick? What's going on, brother, man? see you man hey man good to see you too man it's a pleasure to have you on my brother i know uh you know was was watching the the 120 live stream and i was like that's my boy like hey <laughs> and you saw you on there man so great great work man it's really an honor to see god blessing you and 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 et being able to put you on uh the spotlight and sharing your story man so it's just an honor for me to have you on bro absolutely totally it's an honor for myself I see you doing big things as well, man. And, and you know, I know you that guy. Man. You, you've been through it all, uh, been through a lot, and uh, and you've uh, you really uh, you know achieved some major goals. So you know, it, the, the the feeling of uh, you know respect and, and admiration is, is mutual. Man, I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. So for the audience that don't know, they're not connected with ET, Eric Thomas, Dr. Eric Thomas, um, and may have not seen the live stream, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself, your background, um, just phenomenal testimony, bro. Definitely want to dive into it. Um, and, and then we'll get to and build up to where you are today and, and, and the great stuff. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's putting conference, his own conferences together. I mean, my man has created his own table, uh, his own brand with relentless drc um but before all of that let's talk about the humble beginnings um and 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 how you got to where you are absolutely absolutely um yeah humble is uh definitely a euphemism it's an understatement um but um so my mother was a prostitute uh, my father was a pimp they were both uh felons drug addicts and alcoholics um i spent my entire childhood um you know suffering a lot um, going in and out of foster homes, was homeless, um, in and out of DYS locker facilities, started going to jail as soon as I was old enough to go at the age of 17. Uh, by the time I was 22, I had gotten myself a 15 to 17 year prison sentence with a, mm. the 15 years was a minimum mandatory sentence, which meant that I couldn't earn good time. I couldn't get, you know, parole or probation. I, I had to do 15 years day for day. Um, uh, I was raided by one of the first CPAC units, FBI, ATF, U.S. Marshals, DEA, and so on and so forth, state police. Um, and, you know, I, I got caught with a half a kilo of cocaine. I was charged with attempted murder. I had shot somebody. I was 22 years old. Wow. Um, got, got, got caught with a half a kilo of cocaine, ecstasy, and matripolin, a couple pounds of weed, a gun, and over 300 rounds of ammunition. Um, so I was definitely, you know, you know, with the environment that I grew up in with murderers and my immediate family, um, my aunt. Um, who went to prison for murder, my older brother who had two murders, 
um, who was 10 years older than me. Mm. Uh, my, my brother, who was two years older than me when he was 17, he shot a man in his chest and his neck and all of that. The guy lived. And so, um, so he ended up doing 10 to 15 years in prison. He went to prison when he was 17 wow. and got a 10 to 15 year prison sentence. Um, my father um, and my mother, just, they just lived a very violent, very reckless life. Um, my dad had got out of prison for something. They put him on parole. He was a pimp. They gave him a female parole officer. Um, he started sleeping with his parole officer, pimping his parole officer, then turned around and shot a man with his parole officer's gun. And her father was a judge. So this was like all over the news back then. And so, I, so I just grew up, I grew up in, a, in, a, in, a, in a life of crime, crime, crime. I was surrounded by it. Um, you know, I remember my dad teaching me as a young kid, like, this is how you fight. And, you know, you pick up a brick and you stab and you shoot and you, you know, let nobody, you know, and I'm, I'm like six, seven, eight years old when I was, when I was being taught these things. Um, but, you know, but God, you know what I'm saying? That's what I, that's what I said. But God, man. And so God had a completely different direction for my life. By the time I was 22 and caught that sentence, I had already had 15 years going in and out of the system, in and out of the game. And so a lot of times at the age of 22, when individuals end up incarcerated, they may have been in the game for like two or three years, maybe four or five years as they started at 17, 18. I was 22 years old. My first crime was in 1988. I was eight years old, uh, wow. breaking and entering at, at the age of eight. And so, um, so I had been going in and out of the system. And, and at the age of 22, I had already had 15 years um, going in and out of the system. And, and at that point, I raised my hands up to God, man. And I said, you know, God, like, I'm done with this. I need something better. Um, but I didn't know anything. I wasn't educated. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I, I always wanted to do real estate. Um, that was one of the things I look forward to doing. Um, but but God just started working on me. So out of that 15-year sentence, um, I ended up only doing eight years. I, all my, I put in motions. I put in uh, appeals. They were all denied. And then one day, one day, uh, the law just changed mm. that, applied, that applied to my case. It was the Melendez-Diaz and George Vasquez case. Um, and basically, it said that if the, the chemist who tested your drug didn't actually show up to your trial, uh, you have the right to get a new trial. So I wasn't innocent. They didn't, they didn't drop the case, but they reopened it. Mm. And then them reopened it. Now I'm fighting the case eight years later, but from the street, because they released me by the grace of God. Um, so they released me while I'm fighting the case. I'm fighting the case from the streets for six months. I go into court. The DA says they don't want to pursue this case anymore. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, we don't want to pursue the case. Okay, God, man. No, no, What's the reason? And they said, uh, they said we can't find the drugs or the or the guns or the or the or the ammunition. And and so uh, by the grace of God, they threw, they threw it all out. Um, so I I had God had given me back seven years of my life. Um, wow. and that's when I started my journey and was pressing really hard. And I was I was trying my best to serve God while I was incarcerated. And I got out and I was trying to serve God, but I just kept getting uh encountering all these different obstacles and and I wasn't built a certain way. I wasn't built like, you know, I, you know, I, I say it now because, like, you know, I, I graduated from Boston University. Um, and so it's one of the top public colleges in the nation. But it obviously built up, you know, companies and so on and so forth. But originally, like, I wasn't built like that. And so that's really my, my, my that's really my message to the world of relentless living. And you can see here in the conference that we have, creating relationships. Um, but Eric Thomas is the one who, who made me believe that somebody regular or somebody ordinary or even somebody less than, because that's how I view myself, somebody less than um, can accomplish great things. And that's when, you know, I started learning things, you know, it didn't matter if you had, you know, um, average will or phenomenal will. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
average chill, I mean, but phenomenal will um, and things like that. And, and, and that you didn't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be magna cum laude or summa cum laude. If I get to the spot before you get to the spot, if I work hard enough to spot. And so, so that was a lot of the things. That, and that was really the first thing I had to believe. Um, and so I believe like, yo, I can do much better than what I'm doing right now. I can, I can achieve greatness. Like I don't have to be the smartest. I don't have to have the best background. I don't have to, as long as I don't give up, as long as I work hard, as long as, and so that's really how and I had that relentlessness in me since I was a child. Um, and, and, and so, so now I took that relentlessness and I made a brand out of it. Wow, 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 man. That's that's just an amazing, amazing testimony um, to, to share with us, brother, man. I mean, you could have easily uh, become a statistic um, because the odds are against you. Right. So being in the system. So you get the second you get the second chance in life and um, it could have been easily, you know, fall right back into that. Um, and I know it wasn't easy. I know there was still a process that you had to take, um, you know, because here you are facing this time. And then now God's saying, I'm giving you this time back. What was it that allowed you, you know, was it the your relationship with God? Did you have a mentor? Did you have someone um, who you were able to say, hey, look, I want a new life. This is my new um, chapter in my life. And, and, and I need help or I need, you know, encouragement. I need accountability. Right. Um, what, was there someone like what was it that kept you in line and, and making sure that you didn't go back to that lifestyle? Because honestly, it would have been easy for you to just go back. Um, you know, there wasn't nobody really holding you accountable as far as family. So who was it or what was it that kind of kept you to say, you know what, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay this route. Um, it was it was completely God. It was it was completely God. And obviously, like I said, God put the man in our lives. Um, but it was God. Um, my grandmother used to bring us to church. Um, and then throughout my life, like God would do random things when I was a little kid or when I was homeless or when I was out on the streets or whatever. God would do things to show me like he was real. Um, and then he had a calling on my life. And there were people when I would go to church, like people would pull me out and they would prophesy over me. They'd be like, yo, this kid, he's going to do great things and he's going to do things for God and, and all that. And so that always stuck with me. So when I was 22 years old and they were threatening me with, with, with 30 to 40 years, um, I'm like, okay, God, like, I get it now. Like, okay, I'm yours. And so for those eight years that I was incarcerated, that's when I really got, you know, I fell so much in love with God. Um, I started, you know, ministering to brothers who were incarcerated. I done got in the middle of, of gang fights um, and people, you know, put their knives away just because they see my walk with God. Uh, mm -hmm. Another individual who was one of the head, uh, head leaders of the Latin King or a chapter of the Latin Kings, um, you know, he was in, a, you know, in a, about to get into a scab and whatever else. Long story short, he denounced his game um, and he gave his life to Christ. So God was using me in prison. God was using me in prison. But I'm not going to say I, I walked that perfect walk um, because I, I still had a lot of street in me. And so I tried my best to walk that perfect walk. And people seen that and people respected that. Um, everybody from the inmates to even the officers. Um, but there, there were a few times, you know, you're in prison and, and, and you know, you know, you know, people test you. And so, they were, you know, there were some times I had to say, hey, listen, homie, like, it's, it's not going down. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't the one. And I'm definitely yeah. not the two. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, Word. but uh, so, it, so, so it was completely God. Um, but then when I got out, you know, again, it was all God. Um, but I had these struggles. I had these struggles. Um, and it wasn't until, like, you know, I, I just really cried back. Out. It was four years ago where I really cried back out to God. And I was like, yeah, listen, God, I just want what you want for my life like I don't want nothing else 
And so I, I'm talking about because I because I ended up I was living so reckless. I felt I had backslid so bad. Um, that I was like, I just want what you want. So I like deleted all these women out of my phone and then locked them, locked them all first and deleted them. I just closed in. I said, God, it's just me and you. And so I so I like cut everything out of my life. I said, I give you, you know, my body um as a living sacrifice, you know. And so um mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I did that, like God dropped Eric Thomas in my life. I started following him. Um, and then I used to go to my, my church in Boston. It's the largest church in Boston, Jubilee Church. They had morning prayer every morning at 6 a.m. So still, so I'd be praying, wake up in the morning and doing my thing, praying with God and then do some office work and then go to morning prayer every morning. That's where I met my wife. And so um, so every morning, you know, she's she a teacher. And every morning, she, I see this woman, you know, she was one of the people who was in morning prayer. Mm. Um, so that's how I met my wife. And, um, you know, we had a beautiful little girl and, uh, and God has been blessed me. And it's crazy. You know, I say that to inspire people, man. And that is living and being your heart is in the right place. And I talk about having a willing spirit to honor God. And the reason why I bring that up is because people think like, okay, I have to change my life first before God is going to completely bless me. Or mm-hmm. I, have to be doing, I have to be doing perfect for such a long period of time because I messed up so much in the past. It's going to be a while before I get this miracle or a while. And it's not like that. Like when, when God sees that, you're, that you're, you're, your spirit, you're, you have a willing spirit and your spirit is in line with him. Like I'm telling you, the blessings just kept pouring. I, I couldn't keep up with the blessings. It was hard to manage. You know, being from the hood, you know, I got a passport for the first time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was crazy to me. Just having a passport was crazy to me. <laughs> right. I, I was shook on our honeymoon. Like, they were going to stop me at any minute. Like, hey, you can't come out. Yeah, you can't yeah. come out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, so, so just, you know, having an amazing wedding and having a, a honeymoon and then going, you know, being out on a cruise and all these things were blowing my mind on top of what God was doing to build my companies and build my finances to help me build legacy and, and all these other things, you know, that God, had, had it was doing in my life and it was it was uh it was a lot it was yeah, a lot yeah, and it, and it yeah. still is man Powerful testimony, bro. Powerful testimony. Thank so you. you come out there, you got the skill set, obviously, you know, selling dope. I, look, my background, my mom was a drug dealer. Um, you know, my family, it was it was like the family business, man. So, yep. you know, yep. I did my thing too. Never got caught. Thank God. He, he showed grace and mercy on my life. Um, yep. And I'm not proud of that. But there's a skill set that I had, which was to be, you know, I call myself the corporate hustler, right? So I got into the corporate arena and started applying the, the skill sets that I gained in the streets into yeah. real life, you was able to take that same hustle and turn it into entrepreneurship. So I want to yeah. talk about that because you started out humble with the two, two trucks, you know, you were sharing your story, man. I started out with two trucks. I had three, um, one I was fixing up with a lawn care business. And then you was able to start other businesses, get into real estate. So right now, you know, you're killing the game with, with, um, as a serial entrepreneur. So, um, once you shifted gears and now here you are, you got your life back. God put you on this path, but then you started this business and you have this business mindset. Um, for those that are listening to this podcast, desire to dream, right? They have a dream to become uh, business owners, to be entrepreneurs. Um, they don't want to work the nine to five. What type of mindset and what type of, um, you know, actions you have to take so that you can have a thriving business because you had one where you were struggling, but then now you've taken that business to the next level. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that Eric Thomas, um, taught me, um, with his message is like, okay, we got 24 hours a day. Um, and you over here playing video games, 
right? And so I didn't play video games, but I would like be on Netflix and watching series and all that other stuff. And so, so, so what that really just taught me was like, you can do better with the time that you have. And, you, and, and if you already know, if you're not the smartest, you already know that you're not summa cum laude, magna cum laude, you already know that, that, that your skill is average. So, 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 so in order for you to achieve your dreams, like you got to have phenomenal will. Mm. And so, so, and so that's, so that was, that was big for me because it was like, use your time wisely. Uh, when I was in a, even though I had started my business, uh, the, the first business, uh, the landscaper company almost 10 years ago, yes, I was making money, but I was living recklessly. I was spending my time recklessly. I was spending my money recklessly. And so, so tapping into Eric Thomas, um, and, 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 you know, TD Jakes and, and, and only choosing to surround myself are better than me you know i told myself that in prison i said i'm only going to surround myself with people that are better than me specifically in the area of my life that i want to improve in the most mm. so like if i'm going to the gym like my workout partner is going to be somebody who's more physically fit than me if i'm in church you know my prayer partner is going to be somebody who's more spiritual than me if i'm in school when i was in boston university my study partner was somebody who's more educated than me he grew up with, with parents who were paid. He went to private school. My man would write an essay in like in like uh, in the hour before. I, I'd right. work on my essay for two weeks. Right. He'd, he'd write his an hour <laughs> before class was right. due and hit ace it, you know? And so I so so I just I, I made it, I, you know, a lot of times when we see people who are better than us, you know, and when I say we, I'm just talking about humans. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it makes us feel inferior. Sometimes we start hating on them. Sometimes uh, the way I live, like I don't have no time to hate. I love to see people succeed. And I want to ask you, how did you do that? You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, tell me, I want to learn from you. And so if you don't have a teachable spirit, man, that, that you're, you're in the wrong direction, yeah. you know, hating on people and whatever like that. I don't even know how to hate. It's like, I, I'm too busy. Like, okay, well, you did that. So how did you do that? Word. And so, um, and so, so that's, 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 you know, just that, that those things were big uh, for me. Uh, in regards to the turnaround, um, you know, and, and again, I have to give all the credit to God because I needed God to really help me stay grounded. I needed God to help me stay focused. Um, and so, 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 that it, you know, it, it, it's a combination of a, of a few different things, but really that grind, um, working really hard. And then the, the next thing is I started investing myself to get information. So I would go to ET conferences. I would see what ET was talking about. Then ET mm-hmm. introduced us to Jamal King. Now Jamal King, you know, literally like, you know, I say it as a metaphor, like, you know, he renovated my mind because mm-hmm. he does, he renovates buildings, but I say he renovated my mind. Um, he changed the way I think about finances. And so, 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 so now like, I, like I'm from the hood. So I never thought about trust funds. I never right. thought about life. I never thought about life insurance. Right. I never thought about, you know, a lot of things. We thought that we, we always thought those were schemes, man. I remember somebody trying to sell me life insurance. I'm like, man, he's scheming on me, but yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, so, so one of the things is, you know, investing in yourself. Another thing is getting yourself the right information. The reason why, like, if I would have known the things that I know today, many years ago, I'd have been, the, I'd have been a billionaire right now. I'd have been, you know, and so, so it's about getting yourself in the right environment, getting yourself in the building, getting yourself, um, around people who are better than you, getting yourself around information. And so so I, I was always seeking out, I, I know that I didn't want to cut grass my whole life. Um, although I did, you know, turn just cutting grass alone into a six-figure business uh, very quickly, uh, you know, within a matter of, I said, when I started 10 years ago, I was probably in a six-figure club, maybe three or four, four, maybe four, 
five years into doing that. But again, I was in, I wasn't in the best place up here. Right. Wasn't a good steward with, with the money. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, man, so that's the best way I could really, you know, answer that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good, man. I, I, bro. So serial entrepreneur, I mean, you got how many businesses you're, you're managing now? Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so (laughs) man, that's a lot of businesses. Um, (laughs) Uh, to manage for sure. Uh, I know you're doing the real estate, um, you know, and, and you're doing that. And, and I know a lot of friends of mine, they're like, they want to get into real estate, whether they yeah. in the investment side, um, or even uh, real estate agents. What What is something that, you know, you talk about Jamal renovating your mind. And so now you have this mindset of creating passive income, learning wholesaling to buying holds and things like that. What has been some success that worked for you with managing all these different businesses? Um, what, what part of the real estate have you kind of did? Or is it buy and hold? Are you flipping? Like what, what's uh, your, what's your initial debt? So I'm doing the buying holds. Um, the other thing is because I feel like how my life went and the fact that I'm 42 years old, I feel like I'm behind. In life. Um, and so I feel like, you know, had I had no 10, 20 years ago, I'd be much further along. And so I'm doing the buy and holds and the reason for that, but even what I'm doing with the buy and hold, like I haven't even been renovating them and fixing them. And then like, I haven't even been doing that. I'm, I'm, I started off buying, this is the direction I'm going because I'm in the process of closing on another four unit right now, but it's mm-hmm. already, it's already renovated. It's already occupied. It's already cash flowing. Um, so as soon as I sign on the dotted line, um, I, I'm already, you know, bringing in cash flow, you know? Right, and so, right. so, um, so yeah, so I'm doing that. And I also know I learned from TD Jakes uh, years ago when he was teaching about business. He said, if you take money out of one pocket and you put it in the other pocket, are you broke? And mm. so I know that when I, I know that when I, like I, like I just purchased a six unit, um, commercial building in Chicago. And, and I know that all I really did was take money out of one pocket and put it in the other pocket. My money is still there. Um, and now every month that goes by, uh, where people are paying their rent, you know, is building equity. Um, and so, so I, so my money is there. I didn't lose nothing. And as long as I'm still hustling, 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 doing the other things that I'm doing, with my other businesses, bringing in money, you know, it's another stream of income. And so, mm-hmm. and, and it's also positioning for more generational wealth. Man, yeah, that's dope, man. And I, I wanna, I wanna kill the noise where right now because people are like, man, interest rates are high, uh, real estate, man, it's not a good time to invest. Like, what can you tell the people right now to say, like, look, it's not true, it's working. I'm, I'm about to buy another unit right now that's going to generate income. Why is there such a negative mindset when it comes to real estate? Because uh, me personally, I think it's individuals who lack the exposure. They lack the knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I always said, like, I was I was defending um, someone who wanted to buy a house. I said, look, interest rates are high. Correct. However, you can always you can always refinance when the interest rates go down, because let's do the math real quick. If I'm paying for an apartment and it's two thousand dollars a month, that's twenty four grand a year that I'm paying to rent out this house or apartment if i do that for five years you know that's almost that's 120k um and so 120k that i have no capital i have no escrow like i just gave somebody else 120 grand um and if you was to buy a home right now you can always refinance that later man so how can we kill that noise um so we can un unblock 
others and freeing them to passive income and to generational wealth. So like I said um, earlier, one of the things is that when, when you don't have information, so when you don't have information, you, you, you don't know what to do or how to do it. Um, something that you said right now that was very important is like about the interest rates and that they are high. Yes, they're right. The, the interest rates are high. Um, so, you know, why, why would I still say do it? Okay, there, there are basic reasons. The biggest reasons, like one of the reasons that you just said in regards to somebody's already spending their money on an apartment. Five years on the road, you already bought yourself a house. But, right. but when you leave, you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. nothing. Might the get your security thing, deposit back. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So exactly, exactly. And so, but the other thing is, um, is with, 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 um, okay, if you're making any type of money, whatever you would put, uh, whatever, you, whatever money of yours is in the bank or whatever you would put as a down payment or whatever else, like, it's not doing nothing for you. It's not like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you put it in something that's building equity? Right. That, that's the that's the way I look at it. Why, you know, you know, um, my, if I took the same money, I think I just dropped a, a it was close to a quarter of a million dollars on this on this building, and and I had to I had to show that to 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 make the purchase, and I, it was a little over two hundred uh, k that I dropped on it, and um, if I took that two hundred k and I left it in the bank for the next ten years, like I could do the math, you know on my phone, I, it's, I wouldn't even have made two grand. I was going to say, it was probably going to be like a, a $1,200. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so why are you putting your money in a place where it's not doing anything for you? It's doing it. It's not doing anything for your family. It's not, it's not, it's not multiplying, you know, yeah. we, we, we can go biblical with this. You know what I mean? The, the, the individual gave, gave them talents and said, listen, here are your talents, you know, mm -hmm. do something with them. One dude doubled it. it, the next dude doubled it, but the other dude buried it. Buried and, it. And he was like, yo, he, he gotta go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he called and so him he, the wicked. He called him wicked. Yeah, he called him wicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so 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 you're not even you're not even honoring God when you when you're not Which is, when yeah. you're not making the move, you know. And, yeah. and and again, it goes back to that concept that I learned when he when TJ said it like that, I looked at it in an entirely different different way. I'm like, okay, he said if I take money out of one pocket and put it in the other pocket. Am I broke? And you're not. You know, see that money is still there. You know, I mean, you can sell that house, like you said. You can refinance that house, like, and that money is is actually increasing every month that passes by. That the tenants in the building are paying you rent. You're paying your mortgage. You're paying the principal, and so so it's just increasing. Your money didn't go nowhere, mm -hmm. and so people think they spent money. No, you didn't spend. That's why it's called investing. Exactly. And so, um, so that's what I would say, man. And, and then the reason why I would guide them in the direction of real estate is because real estate is is is, is proven to be trusted. There's no multimillionaire or billionaire that's not in real estate in some way, shape, or form. It's trusted. You can go try to mess with the stock market. You can go try to mess with Bitcoin. You can go, and I'm not saying that people are not successful with those things, but real estate has been proven for hundreds and hundreds of years. Buying land, you can't go wrong with that. Right. So, so, so that's a, that's why I would encourage it. And like yeah. you said, as the market changes, you know, but you don't even need the market to change to be making a profit. Yes, it'll be high interest. Like I don't care about high interest. I make money. And yeah. so I, I, you know, you know what you're telling me, I'm going to pay an interest. I already made that five other times someplace else. So let's yeah. just keep the ball rolling. Let's keep get this money coming in. As long as the numbers make sense, I, I'm going for it. So that's yeah. that's my approach. 
Right, 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 man. That's good. That's good. And you know, it's like an old saying out here in the hood, bro, like scare money don't make money. You, you know, go. so if you, you put go. your money under a mattress, here's the other problem that you have to understand that we didn't even cover yet is that a it's not going to make you money, but you're actually going to lose money because inflation is going to happen every year regardless. So yeah. after 10 years, that 200k is not even worth 200k. And, and so inflation. So listen, you have to really um think about how to generate income my man right here like my man nick is killing the game he he he's making set he's out of seven figures now with all seven of his businesses combined collectively with real estate and you heard it here first he was he, he came out he was in prison right and so if he can change his life right first by honoring god and walking in his purpose and then allowing his gift to make room for him so that he can expand. The other thing I picked up was exposure, the exposure, getting in the room, in the room, learning from others, going to these conferences, investment, right? Invest in you, invest in yourself. Um, man, you just dropped some bars. Like it, it's, I, I appreciate you, man, for real, for real. Thank and, you. Thank um, you. You know, I just want to let you know, like your story, man, it's inspiring. Um, and, and I just want to, you know, prophesying your life right now i can see great things happening like you had this conference uh the relentless um living conference uh talk a little bit about that but that your conference is going to keep on happening you're going to continue to grow develop and expand your audience so i do want to share that man but talk about the conference who you had there man what um you know the feedback that you got from your your guests and, and audience um yeah so the relentless living conference, man, it was amazing. Um, uh, the people who I had there were people who are in my circle, people who, who I look at as individuals who I've used in my life, um, people who I said, listen, I'm going to surround myself with people who are better than me. Uh, some of them had went to prison. Some of them, uh, one of one of my, my close friends, I don't even call him a friend, he's my brother. Um, he did 30 years in prison. He was a Marine and, and something happened. He fired a warning shot. And he, he went to prison for that. Um, and so so the, the, the conference was amazing. But it's really just to promote relentless living. It's not quitting. It's not giving up. It's going in the right direction. It's being relentless about chasing down your dreams. Um, and so, um, so yeah, it, it was a great experience. Um, I got to share my testimony. Um, I got to give some information. It was, it was mainly about personal and business development. So I was able to drop some jewels in the community and kind of just like teach our community the things that have been kept from us for many years, the things that I've learned from Jamal King. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't even want to say it now because if, if I screw it up. But this is the, 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 the people, uh, uh, Terry Kowser, I was going to say Terry Kowser, um, uh, Nathan, is it Nathan Majors? Uh, who taught mm -hmm. us about life insurance, uh, right, stuff like right. that. So, um, so yeah, man, just, just, just information that I've learned um, that I would have never done before if I wasn't exposed uh, to that information. And so, right. um, so I, I was able to expose them um, to some of that information um, and just let them know that there are other ways, there are options out here. If we get that information, there's, there's nothing that can stop us. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I, I threw this event uh, for the community. We're going to be uh, touring all over the U.S. with the Relentless Living uh, conferences in multiple different states. And come um, to Atlanta, bro. Come to Atlanta. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You already know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, man. So so, and it was something you know, it was something that I wanted to do to give back. 
you know, I didn't charge people for the conference. It was free. Um, I paid for everything totally out of pocket. Um, it was a great time. You know, we had lunch. We were able to fellowship. People were able to network and meet each other. Um, you know, gave out some free memberships to the uh, to the crop center, the facility where we held it at. Um, it, it was just it was just awesome. It's a community center, um, uh, Ray, uh, Salvation Army Range Young Crop Corps Community Center. Um, so shout out to them for allowing us to have that space and be able to uh, to do the conference there. Um, but yeah, man, relentless living, man. It, it, you know, I learned the years ago it's crazy because when you called me, um, my uncle, who 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 played a major role in in me coming up with this relentless living, um, uh, you know what? I, I know that I can do amazing things. Right. When I started believing that I can do amazing things, and I said, okay, what's the next step? How do I do those amazing things? So I started working hard with what I had right in front of me, which was only one company, which was a landscaper company at the time. Um, started working hard at that one thing, and I said, let me learn more. Let me expose myself, like you said, exposure. Let me get that information. So, um, so yeah, man, and, and that's, that's, that's really how all of this came about in a very, very short period of time. Man, man, beautiful, man, beautiful and powerful, man, powerful. Mm -hmm. Definitely wish you um, nothing but, but success, man. And before you go, man, I always like to share, um, or I, I always ask my, my guests to share something, um, one takeaway uh, that, you know, change will change someone's life, will help them turn a dream into reality. This, you know, one nugget, uh, or, or even if you want to add a few more pieces of, but one, one thing that'll help someone take it to their life to the next level. Um, so, so, so I give full credit and I give all the glory to God. Um, when you, when you make, um, um, when you make that move, when you say, God, I, I, I want to take you seriously and, and God, I want to see what you can do with my life. That's what I did. I said, you know, you know, when I came out of that dark place, I said, God, I want to see what you can do with my life. Like, if I sacrifice my life to you, if I sacrifice my body to you, if I quit, I mean, I was in, I was, I had backslidden so far. I was in all types of stuff, drinking, uh, marijuana, smoking, uh, pornography, masturbation. I was, I was like lost. And I said, God, I, 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 I went in my apartment. I poured out every bottle of alcohol, man. And I said, God, I want to see what you can do with my life if I totally surrender to you. Um, so that, I, I can't. I can't give no knowledge outside of God. Mm. And I think some, there is some superior knowledge that's going to help you get to it. Like God is the one who did it. And then when I said that, that's when God was like, okay, I see your heart is on the right track now. Yeah. So I got you. you know what I mean? And so if you can't fake it with God. And, and I'm going to leave with this one last thing. I hate to be long-winded, man, but good. Who, knows, who knows the Bible, anybody who knows the story of Abraham, when, he, when God told him to sacrifice Isaac, right? In, in all reality, Nobody knows other than Abraham himself and other than God that Abraham was actually willing to, 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 to sacrifice Isaac, that he was actually willing to be obedient to God. Nobody knows that. Like if we if we could sit down with Isaac right now, we could ask mm -hmm. Isaac and Isaac could be like, Yeah, my dad, he put me up on the altar. That's my dad. He ain't really gonna kill me. If we ask a dude to walk with him to the mountain. You know, he said to them, oh, you guys say right here, me and the lad will be back. So so even they couldn't say like that. He said he was going to be back, so he really wasn't there. Like the only person who knew that he was willing to be fully obedient to God, the only person who knew that was Abraham himself and God. And so I say that to say it's that willing spirit. If you have that spirit that says, God, I want to be on your page. I want what you want for my life. And when you, that's when Eric Thomas, I, I was sweeping and cleaning 
in my in my house when I was listening to Bizzle, a Christian rapper, and I heard Eric Thomas. And I'm like, oh, I gotta hear him again. So God just flipped that in my life. And then the people and then the information and the influence, I started following him. And so and it's a chain reaction. When you get in line with God, um, it is yeah. a business. So all, all the glory be to God. Man, that's, man that's praise that's, God. That's another that I would give. Man, praise God, man. Absolutely, man. I, I give all the glory to God, man. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for him. He definitely man. spared my life, uh, showed mercy, uh, showed grace. And yeah. um, I, I'm blessed now myself, you know, because of him and opened up the doors, man. So it's amazing when two brothers can uh, openly share that here on this podcast and this platform. And uh, man, you know, shout outs to you, bro. I pray that Thank God you. continues to bless you, give you increase, open seven more businesses, man. Let's make it happen. And uh, man, I look forward to seeing you um, here at the uh, 120 Live in Chicago. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. so definitely looking forward to that, man. We're going to collaborate. And this is just the beginning. We're going to do a lot Absolutely. more collaborations, bro. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, man, shout outs to you and your queen, your family, man. And, and God bless Thank you, brother. You, Thank you for being on Desire to Dream podcast. Absolutely, and thank you to you as well. And man, it's an extreme honor, man, to be here and, and for you to, to get extend that invite to the world. No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, there you have it, folks, man. My brother, Nikki DeJarnette. He is killing the game, man, out in Boston. Ser serial entrepreneur, um, millionaire, right? He gives back. He's got a heart of gold serving the community and helping lift people up, man. So shout out to my brother, Nick. Shout out to you, the dreamer, the person who ain't giving up and saying, I want to turn my dream into reality. And you listen to this podcast. So we hope that it empowered you, inspired you. Go out there and make it happen. It's your boy, Lo. Peace.